Welcome into episode 30 of Get Fiddles and Paradiddles. John, 3-0, man. That's a big number for people that, what if you, let's say when you turned 30, John, what what did you do when you turned 30? God, I don't even remember, man. Uh, I'm going to have to pass that to you so I can try to remember. (laughs) I can remember turning Um, 30. It was actually kind of sad. I can remember uh, I was at my parents' house. We did some kind of thing at my parents' house. It was a super low-key birthday. It was not this big blowout. Yeah. so kind of like the podcast, not a very big blowout, but it's still a big deal, right? Yeah, I think one, oh gosh, that was nine years ago. I think um, we were actually doing a gig with Joe Hall on my birthday or around that time. That's not, that's not bad. Um, Celebrate birthdays on stage. Cause that, yeah, that would have been in 2010. Okay. So nine years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were definitely... Uh, my birthday's in January. I, I just remember we were, I think my birthday was on like a Thursday or a Friday that year and wow. we ended up playing somewhere. So, um, it was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, obviously if I can't remember, it must've been, uh, must've been quite, great. It must've been <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So maybe yeah, that's, man, maybe that's super, the key is not, not remembering is not, the best it, thing. It, yeah. If you remember, then it's obviously just, yeah, you did it wrong. So, so basically we're saying I did it wrong. Right, you did it wrong. You yeah, you yeah. you screwed the pooch there. That's okay, Chris. I still That's love okay. you. Anyway. Right. But yeah, man, the big three zero. Super excited. Thanks for everybody uh, continuing to um, listen to us and subscribe and um, support. We are just yeah, all the know? support. Yeah, you know. Um, we are uh, just getting started, Chris. Yes, we um, are. Yes, we are. Well, first, let's address something. We we have been away for technically a month. So, again, yeah, yes, a month a month away. Again, life happens. Um, John, I'll kind of let you tell some of the details. We can leave out the stuff that's, you know, it's very personal, I'm sure. But uh, John moved, and it was a whirlwind of uh, in his life. Oh my gosh, yeah. So my my wife and I, we have been talking about moving uh, for earlier in the year. We had kind of preliminarily. Is that a word? Is that a word, Chris? Preliminary. Yeah, I think that's a word. Okay. Uh, Started discussing. We we wanted to move. So, you know, um, once the kids kind of get in school and, you know, everybody's working, you kind of get into a routine and you just kind of, it gets swept under the rug a little bit mm-hmm. and, um, came back from the first run of Oregon shows and there was a for sale sign in my front yard when I got home. <laughs> um, you know, so literally, uh, took four days to sell our house. Uh, well, it took four days for us to get a contract on our house. And then, um, once we got the contract, we closed 30 days after, uh, that. So it was literally just, okay, we sold your house. Now you got to find somewhere to live. You got about 33 days, man. So if you guys have been following along, which we hope you have, John had, you know, whirlwind is, is probably an understatement now you're preparing for the Oregon stuff you do the Oregon oh, stuff yeah. and you come yeah. home obviously you and your wife had talked about we, this we but, had but discussed it yes you you, uh, you did not know the extent of what you were coming back from Oregon I, yeah I didn't think she was literally going to pull the lever on this um but kudos to her I'm glad she I mean that's my that's my wife man you know when when things need to get done then they're gonna get done that's amazing um and, and it's and you kind of have uh, some experience with, with, you know, you guys trying to sell your old house too, man. Like it is just, it's super stressful, man. It is it super is. stressful. 
Ours, uh, you sold yours in four days. Ours finally has a, a contract on it after being listed for nearly eight months. So, yeah, it's, it is definitely stressful, and it's a, a money-bleeding thing. But anyway, um, let's get into uh, to this episode. One thing that John and I are real passionate about, which you guys have probably caught up to at this point, is is sports. Uh, not yes. just sports in general, but Georgia sports, uh, even Georgia though we're sports. let down constantly by our Georgia sports teams. Um, we, let's love, talk about, we love pain. Yeah, let's just talk about the positives this time. No negativity. Let's, please. So please, we won't, let's we won't keep talk, it positive. We won't talk yeah. about the Falcons. Moving on. Um, let's first talk about the Georgia Bulldogs, man. I realized the first two games that we've had in the season, they were, uh, as a friend of mine calls them, he, he, he calls the, the games that are easy, he calls them uh, cupcake games. Yes. Um, so... Um, yeah, let's, let's talk about these, these first two games and, and some insights that you have about the dogs. Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, um, I'm not a big fan of the, of the cupcake games. Uh, my dad, um, uh, bless, bless his heart. Rest in peace. My old man used to call them, uh, the sisters of the poor. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so unfortunately it is what it is, you know, um, a lot of these small schools actually um, have to go and get their butt whooped so they can get that check, man. Right. Um, you know, these big Power Five conferences that have these directional schools, um, the Southwest by Northeast Arkansas State teams, they get stroked a pretty pretty large check for coming in and, and being a sacrificial lamb. Right. Um, so um, that's kind of the – you know, the rub with it, it's actually helping their program, but it does nothing for ours, you mm-hmm. know, other than, you know, if we're not ready to play, they can come in and beat us and our season's ruined. Um, but of course that didn't happen, but yes. Yeah, so Georgia, uh, the dogs are near and dear to my heart. Yes. They, um, I only allow them to rip my heart out so I can see it bleeding beating in front of me <laughs> but no um you know finally kirby kirby smart is uh you know new sheriff in town uh believe we are in season this is his third or fourth season i think it's his the, third i believe i think it's the third uh, yeah. uh uh under the kirby smart regime yep, yep um so uh anyway uh first two games um, our first game we played Vandy, you know, we, we looked pretty, pretty good. Um, we got another cupcake game coming up against Arkansas state this Saturday. Yeah, that'll be easy. But after uh, that, that should, after that, we got after, Notre Dame, bro. After that, Notre Dame comes into Athens. Mm-hmm. Um, I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe this is the first time Notre Dame has ever come to Athens. Oh boy. Um, and they're adding like 8,000 more seats over there underneath the, the scoreboard and, uh, I'm glad I'm not sitting there because they're going to be like sardines over there. It's, it's <laughs> but yeah, Georgia's got a um, you know a lot of young guys. Um, still got they got to get over the hump, man. They got to beat Big Brother, man. Yep. You know yep. they they got to they got to figure out a way to beat Bama. Uh, that's you know, and unfortunately, um, beating Bama probably. Uh, and I mean this with all due respect, especially this year, is probably the easy part. The hard part is beating Bama and Clemson, mm-hmm. which you all have to do because Clemson is they're a bunch of grown men. Yes, they are amongst boys. So, you know, it, it, that's just kind of the buzzard luck of Georgia sports. You know, Georgia has a good team, probably the best team they've they've fielded in years, but unfortunately they're surrounded by other teams who are who are just in dynasty mode. 
right. you know, uh, IE Bama and Clemson. Yep. Yep. So it's just, it's kind of unfortunate. Um, but, uh, Really excited about the stable of running backs Georgia has. Uh, you got DeAndre Swift, who's the, I guess you would call the the bread and butter back there. Yeah, I just saw a stat uh, today that he's um, most rushing yards, 214 yards already in just two games. In two games. So, yeah. you know, you, you kind of have to temper that with, you know, you got to keep in mind the competition they played. Yeah, uh, that's I, true. I give, a, I give a little bit more validity to Vanderbilt, even though they are – they're Vanderbilt. They're still an SEC team, um, and they have, you know, NFL caliber players on their defense and offense. So, I, um, I kind of those stats kind of definitely, I put some validity in that. But you know, I mean, I, I expect us to put seventy points up against Murray State and Arkansas State. What these teams are allowing us to do is get a lot of these freshmen some playing time. Right, which is. Which is it's essential. It's, they have to do it. Yeah, um, they're gonna they're gonna have to come through big for us towards the end of the year when we get into the meat of this schedule and we have to go and play Florida and you know we got Texas A and M this year. We got to play Auburn. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got, um, if I'm not mistaken, even with the cupcakes we've got, I think Georgia has got their their uh, they're ranked in the top five for uh, schedule toughness. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I've got the I've got the schedule pulled up here. I mean, you've got so we got Notre Dame, then Tennessee, then you got Tennessee, uh, then we got to do South Carolina, Kentucky, Florida, Missouri, Auburn, Texas A and M, and then Georgia Tech at the end of the year. So, realistically, you know, uh, Kentucky could be ranked next week if they go in and, and take care of Florida. Florida's ranked number nine at the moment. If Kentucky goes in there and beats Florida, Kentucky will be ranked. Mm. Um, uh, so, you know, we could end up having to play four ranked teams this year, which is – that's a lot. That's a on whole t- lot. On top of your SEC schedule. So, um, it's just one of those things, Chris. It's one game at a time in the SEC, man. It's that's one it. game at a time. Um, that's it. You're right. You can't really look ahead. Um, I I just um, I feel good about our team because I think for the first time in a long time I can I mean like our offense man is if you can't stop the run you're gonna have a long long day playing Georgia Bulldogs yep because they are going to run they're just gonna run the ball at you and eventually you're gonna get tired man yeah that's you know for sure. all those I mean just all those chasing these guys around yeah. So, um, kind of put a bow on that. Yeah, we're you know we're we're just kind of getting into the season here. Uh, really looking forward to that Notre Dame game. I think that'll be the first litmus test for the mm-hmm. dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, will be that game. Um, but I think we should come out okay as long as they uh, uh, do what they're supposed to do and don't turn the ball over. Um, I think they ought to uh, take care of Notre Dame. I think it'll. I think that game could be over by the end of the third quarter if they play the way they're supposed to play. Yeah, should be good. Well, what about when we turn our attention to the Atlanta Braves? The Atlanta Los Bravos. Los Bravos. Man, how how the tables have turned. Yeah. So I was going back um, for for you guys, uh, John and yeah. I. We we keep a good um, keep a good track of kind of how we we talk about sports. And uh, he and I were on the phone earlier today before we were going to sit down and do some 
recording and um I was like, hey man, I remember looking back, thinking back, but I remember us doing an episode near the end of March, right before the season started. And during the episode, we talked about um, projections that had been posted for not only our division, but for all divisions. So um, I think that was, you know, March 26, somewhere in there. You guys can go back and look at the, the shows and see, but the projections that were posted were based on how people spent money, you know, it was right. all based on that yep. money spend and obviously the big, yeah. the Bryce Harper deal to the Phillies and all this. So, you know, they broke it down where it was Phillies, number one, Washington, mm-hmm. number two. Mm-hmm. And, and most projections had, had the Braves in third, but some had them in fourth. Um, you're, you're talking about the same team that won the division the following year. Correct. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'm sorry. People, just more clarity. So, so, yeah. So some people had the Mets in third place and then the Braves in fourth. So, so imagine the team we have now being like one, one ranking above the Marlins. Well, like, you know, I mean, you know, rankings are just, it's all it is is hyperboil. It's just, it's clickbait stuff. You know, totally that's, that's, is. that's all that stuff is. But the lack of respect that the Atlanta Braves and 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 quite honestly, I it came from me too. I wasn't convinced because you and I, when we had this discussion, I was super not uh, not really feeling the bullpen. Yep. Uh, didn't know about the starting pitching. Uh, there were just some things that just I was like, man, I you know, every every time we had faced a really good ace pitcher, I mean, they just completely shut us down. Yep. And that's all you're going to be facing in the playoffs. So I'm thinking, wow, it's great to have all this young talent, but like you're not, you can't, you can't score runs when it really matters. So, um, but I did feel like people were disrespecting the Braves. Um, they weren't giving them, you know, their comeuppance, if you will. Um, they did win the division. Um, and right now, they're going to be hard to beat, dude. If they the pitching are. keeps doing what they're doing, the bullpen keeps doing what they're doing, you're going to be hard pressed to. You better you better be able to score at least four runs in order to beat the Braves, and that's a lot to do in the playoffs. It is these games that they've recently been playing. I mean, as you as you move into September, it um, was fittingly put by uh, a couple of the announcers. Are like September feels like you're already in divisional playoffs because you're you feel the tension, you feel the race kind of happening. Yep. Yeah. Everything um, just kind of ramps up, kind of ramps know? up, you know, and they've been they blew through Washington. They're on to the Phillies. They're doing great there. Um, and it, you know, it, it fuels the fire that pretty much every game that we're playing for the rest of the year is all within our division. So, uh, it's really fun to watch. And you know, teams like the dogs, teams like the Braves, they give us a lot of hope here in Atlanta. They, they, they do, man. They keep, they keep the, uh, these old cold dead hearts beating and get a little bit of life but and you know that's that's really the ultimate thing chris is just you know you have a shot with these teams now right yep like you you were in the conversation right that's all you can ask for there can only be one champion at the end of the year at any given sporting uh genre or you know, sport event you know there's only one champion so mm-hmm. if you're lucky enough to be that you know, what you want but i just want to be relevant man yep. i don't want to be a flash in the pan kind of thing i want to be relevant year after year after year totally so um look out for the for los bravos man um 
they're coming up on uh, on the Dodgers, man. I think they're like three games behind the Dodgers for best record in baseball. That's crazy. So, exciting, exciting uh, stuff. Yeah, we'll see what happens, man. I'm uh, looking for uh, – we're going to be able to watch football and baseball in October this year. How cool is that? That's really cool. Very cool. Well, guys, we're going to get into the meat of our uh, – you guys may feel like this was the meat of our episode. We're I know. Just, it a couple, just a couple of guys talking about sports. Yeah, man. Uh, we're going to get into the heart of this thing here. You guys hang tight, and we'll get into it. Okay, so, John, this uh, – this week, Nielsen published their mid-year music report. Oh, uh, did they ever. <laughs> so Holy cow. Wow. So John and I got a hold of this PDF, and it's a large, large amount of information. And yes. we really wanted to go through this thing, and, and it's staggering some of it, just, just how much information there is. And when you start looking at these numbers, when you start seeing – the thousands, the millions, and some of them, the billions. Some are billions, man. Yeah, it billions is. with a B. You know, we, we live our lives, and there's music in the background all the time. Our kids listen to stuff. Pretty much all the stuff on this thing is driven by, you know, what teenagers are listening to or what kids yep. are listening to. Uh, but there's some cool things on here, too, that, that really harkens back to our generation or even before that. Um, so what John and I are going to do, kind of make it fun, is we both have this report, we've skimmed it, all right? We've just skimmed through it. But what John and I are going to do, he's looking at it, I'm looking at it. As we speak. As we speak. And as we, as we both start going through this thing, we're just going to start calling out some categories and some numbers that are really just, that get your attention. You know, like, wow, that's a huge number. And the, the artist and all these kind of things. So, John, I'll, I'll let you be the first one to kind of, kind of go you know like this was this was yeah, published this is that's all remember this is mid-year mid this was that's that was just about to say that we haven't even got through the whole year right um you know i think the most staggering statistic on this is just the sheer amount and i guess volume of it Man, all, all all it takes is a little bit of a spark. Yep. And you're off and running in the digital streaming world. That's what I was about to say. For anyone that's listening to this that thinks that music is dying, the music business has died. The music business is dead. The music that's, industry you know, is alive and thriving as oh, long yeah. as you're aware oh, and yeah. tuning, tuning your ears, tuning your ears to the ground that digital music is the way to go. And you'll, you'll get that as we start to get into this thing. One thing to note on here that, that Nielsen actually notes, too, is they use a term called total album equivalent consumption. Yes. And what this does is it describes the number of physical and digital albums that were sold and the total number of album equivalent songs from downloads and song streaming, right? So this is total downloads, meaning someone bought it, and then total streaming. So this is total album equivalent consumption. We may come across that. I'm just going to put that out there as kind of a, you know, a precursor to, to the numbers we run into. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I'm some with of the you. cool hi- highlights on here. Uh, so, so on on the, that total album equivalent consumption as a whole, music music consumption was up almost sixteen percent year over year. Sixteen percent, and let's remember that a lot of this is through streaming, right? Right, correct. Now, and think about this in terms of stock market too. Right. So you're up sixteen 
percent yeah in a in in the middle of the year not the, the entire year chris right right the middle well, so, of the year. some of these numbers are probably compared to the middle hopefully the middle of 2018 not the end yeah, of 2018 but it could yeah, be I, it could it, be that it, it's it like could, hey we've grown 16 percent from the end because it doesn't it, it doesn't actually say that here it doesn't say these numbers were from the mid report from 2018 it just right. says 2018 so i assume that that what we're looking at is truly six month growth growth correct correct i think so maybe it's this is almost they've already projected out that that number based yeah. on the entire year of 2018 so maybe yeah um but it, you're talking 16% growth that's that's staggering it um is. Uh, not only that, but the the um, the on demand streaming, uh, also known as internet radio. Internet radio. So think iHeartRadio, Sirius, yes, Sirius, XM, all XM, that kind of stuff. All, yeah, all, all, all that stuff is factoring in, yep. and you don't realize it if you're in if you've got a car that that's equipped with uh, Sirius or XM. Yep. That's being the data is being collected. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's almost it may as well be terrestrial radio at this point, Chris, because people are collecting data on it like it is. Yep. Um, and, 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 you know, obviously it's monetized based on how many spins freaking Old Town Road gets on right. series. Right. Right. Which is the numbers on that song are just yeah let's let's we'll hold off on that one i think we're, the we're biggest gonna... thing from this highlight was the on-demand song streaming video right so they they pull yep. they pull the consumption from on-demand audio and yeah that's up by a big number but video was actually higher mm-hmm. like sure that surprises is. me so much that like people are sitting there going i'm gonna watch i'm gonna watch music right i'm gonna watch music not listen to music i'm gonna watch this stuff like whether it be youtube or whatever it, it is it's up almost 40 percent yeah, and you know, and I think a lot of that has to do with almost a, it's almost like a, a new uh, resurgence. It's like MTV 2.0. Yeah. But but not on MTV because MTV is old, old news, but like, you know, like, like Vivo. Yeah. Right? Like my daughter constantly watches Vivo to, because she wants to see the videos. She wants to see what these cats are wearing. You know, it's, it's. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, 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 the, just, it's the trend. I mean, you, you look at it and go, wow, that's so weird. But we were glued to MTV. I can remember, you know, being a kid coming up 14, 15, 16. Like, I, I loved oh, MTV. Like, God, oh, listen, I, listen, dude, the White Snake video or Tony yeah. Katana doing the split <laughs> across the Rolls Royce. Are you kidding me, man? Here I go. Woo. Yeah, dude. Let me tell you, that right there, that. Nah. You just, but see, here's that, the thing. That, that boy became a man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, how about, how about uh, uh, Cherry Pie? Oh right? my gosh, okay. come so, on. But so come so on. we had those videos to look at, but here's the difference. We couldn't just back it up and watch it again and again and nope. again. The nope. reason we were glued to MTV is we were waiting for that to come back around. Like, oh, yeah, I can't man. wait for that video. You had, to, you had to literally stand by the TV, you know, um, and, and watch hours and hours of other videos to get that one so you can watch that one again. So, right. You know, it every everything's different now with with uh, with the old inter internet, Chris. Interwebs. It's, well, it's, so it's, so we, they got some big numbers on this thing that like you see this massive oh, percentage of change, right? Up. Right, right. But there were some yep. numbers that were down. Honestly, some things that I'm not really surprised by, which happens to be yep. just the money spent on physical albums. Like physical yep. album sales were down 15 percent. Total album sales were down, which means total album sales means physical plus digital. Yep. That was down almost 19 percent. Yeah. Um, 
digital album sales alone was down almost 25%. Yeah, man. I mean, and that's just, it goes part and parcel back to um, the times we're in, man. Yeah. Uh, people don't have time to sit there yeah, for I mean, an hour and a half and listen, and listen to an entire album. They want it now. Right, they want right. Yeah, the attention span the, has changed. And, and I, I talk to a lot of people um, that that show some frustration towards it. And I think that that yeah. happens to be either people that are older. I'm just going to say that word with a general brushstroke. Yeah. And, yeah. and, they, and they're frustrated. Or the people that are, you know, the, the, the ones that are frustrated are the ones that are like, well, I'm not going to adapt to this new thing. But I'm telling you, if you adapt... And you get into digital consumption. I mean, John, you and I are in the digital consumption world. Here we are. You know, we know that digital consumption is the way of the world now. So, oh yeah, it's it is. It's it's the it is the uh, it's the way of the world, man. Yeah. Um, the one number that stood out to me on this, as you see, all these album sales were down. Was that actual vinyl LP sales were up almost ten percent? Yeah, I mean, they, almost eight million vinyl albums have been sold in just six months. So it's yeah. on, on on track to probably do sixteen, eighteen million in a year. So vinyl's definitely resurging in a big, big way. Yeah, because you've got all these, you know, audiophile people out there that that just think that vinyl sounds better. And listen, if you got a good record player with a good needle on it, I love the way vinyl sounds. It's got a really it's you know it's analog baby you know what i mean it's it's just it it's 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 a has a particular type of fidelity to it that is different than the compressed um goodness that you're getting through digital streaming yeah i mean i read Uh, i read an article about that which we could probably do a whole episode on about how the brain is somehow tricked in a way in believing that um music sounds better on vinyl now whether that's you know that that's a whole bunch of you know conversation back and forth snake right? oil salesman types that well you know right. i mean but but here the thing is they're like you know you physically have to touch vinyl you have to open uh-huh. vinyl you have to get the vinyl yep. out you have to put it on the you player. smell you it to, it has a particular it. smell to it so yeah, all, all of these things are taking place and they say you know that your brain is convinced at that point like you've interacted with music before it ever came through the headphones Yep. And because of this, we get to connect with it better. It's the same way of like reading a physical book versus reading it on a Kindle. You know, mm-hmm. like they say you retain the actual retention is somewhere between like 12 and 15 percent better with a physical book. Yeah, it, it's it's amazing what your brain will trick your will trick your uh, uh, will convince you is reality. Right. 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 Which is. That's a whole another rabbit yeah, like hole I said, there. We can, yeah, we can go off on another tangent. John, we're looking at this report. Tell me, tell me what, yep. tell me what, what stands out to you. What's next? Well, I guess the the other thing that that really really sticks out to me is all of the uh, all of these old eighties bands uh, like Motley Crue and yeah. Queen. Uh, Queen, not really. They were the height of their popularity was in the eighties, but they were formed before then. At any rate, you get, you get the Netflix Motley Crue movie that comes out and guess what? Motley Crue record streams or our album or song streams go through the freaking window. Right. Like they're, so the actual numbers on this report. So Motley Crue albums spiked 683%. Because of a Netflix special. Because of a Netflix. Yeah. Because of a Netflix show, thirty point four million on-demand song streams. So, again, 
Let's remember how much music is tied, obviously, as we saw with video spike in numbers for almost 40%, how much video is associated with music and how video can be such a component to carry you know, anything digitally that you're doing, like these, these numbers show it, even, even the, um, the numbers that they put up here for the, the number of albums that were sold. These weren't streams. These were sold albums. Queen yeah. sold 731,000 albums year to date because of the Bohemian Rhapsody movie. That wasn't that, a stream. It, that was, yep. I'm going to go buy this, put it in my hands. Give me a receipt. Okay, I'm done. Yep, 731,000. They did nothing to promote that except agree to a movie being made about them right and and to me that is that is mind-boggling and to kind of circle back around you had the freaking baby shark song that charted i think 32 on the billboard charts where's that that? yeah yeah yeah. baby shark due due to its 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 streaming on youtube yeah again video third third thing is talking about video right so all of this is, is this is the new music business. This is yeah. is 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 um, downloads and streams. Yeah, downloads and streams, and let's remember video, right? And vid- so video. And video and the reason video right? is so popular is because it's it's not because kids are sitting in front of a television. Where's your Where's your daughter sitting when she watches this stuff? What's she in front of? I know what mine's in front of. An iPad. That's correct. Exactly. It's a phone or an iPad. Or an and iPad. And, we should and, be learning. And, we should be learning from this report. We should look at this report and be like, you know, like uh, astounded or shocked or anything. We we shouldn't be upset. We should be learning from this and going, okay, here's how my music. Right. This is the vehicle for my music. Video. Yep. This, this is, is the this vehicle. Is streaming. This is the vehicle. Streaming. Digital. Yep. You know. Yep. And I think if more artists uh, would kind of figure out how to work within that game, right? That's the key to success is keeping yourself relevant via the internet. Yep. Right? Yep. You You've gotta, got you gotta leverage the internet because it's everything. Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, like these things are are just you, you won't make it. I mean, I I read an article the other day, this guy that was was talking about, you know, being an up and coming drummer or a musician or whatever. He's like, When anybody tells me that they don't want to use Instagram to promote themselves, they might as well be telling me, I don't want to be a successful musician. Because without that component, you will not be a successful musician. Not in this world. Successful artist, successful um, writer, successful anything. You have to use social media. And that component with video, with all these other things that you can leverage, like, dude, you just blow up. Yeah, so you've got the... um... Speaking of blowing up, let's let's hit him with the numbers on uh, that old country classic, Old Town Road. <laughs> I'll let you do it. I mean, uh, this guy, you know, literally. Um, yeah, I, word, I guess this is like out I guess of nowhere. This, the word came out of yeah. nowhere is really fitting for this. I think you know. Yeah, I mean, you've got to. Um, so, top five songs in hip hop. Okay, top five songs. Lil Nas. Lil Nas Lil X. Nas. All right. Lil Nas X, okay? Uh, 5.2 million uh, on the on-demand, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, that's just that one. 
Uh, let me scroll down here a little bit further. There's a breakdown on here um, that that it starts to blow your mind because it's not just artists because they do break down artists. Of course, Drake is on here, Ariana Grande, and, and they're sharing like on-demand numbers of like two billion streams. Yes, right. So here, here it is, Chris. I've got it. Thank you for for filling in the gap for me while whilst I find this. Yeah, man. Okay, are you ready for this? I'm so ready. Song sales. Song sales. Okay. Top oh. ten. Top ten. Digital song consumption. Okay. Okay. That means the most songs consumed. Correct. Yes. Song sales plus on demand audio, right? Plus on demand audio. Okay. Well, no, 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 no. I haven't. This, this is. Yeah, this is on demand. Um, are you ready for this? Go. Okay. So we had 5.2 million song sales on demand audio. Yep. Streaming on demand audio is almost 600 million. Chris. <laughs> well, scroll down one more to top 10 songs on demand streams audio plus video. Read that number to me. Lil Nas X, Old Town. Holy Road. crap, dude. The old country classic. Remember, <laughs> uh, I believe that is one billion, it sir. Is. One that billion. is one billion three hundred and thirty-seven million. Yes, nine hundred ninety-five thousand. So, I mean, I mean, the next, the, the next song one is the Post billion. Malone song "Sunflower," which is eight hundred and fifty million. So, so Lil Nas X has nearly double as many on-demand streams. I like, mean. Uh, that I just can't even fathom that one billion man. That's it's like the, that's like freaking Europe, the con the whole continent of Europe. Yeah, download. You know what I mean? Like that is I can't even wrap my head around that. Those kind of numbers. But that's a guy that played the system the right way. He did. So John, scroll to the bottom of this thing, okay. right? And so instead of it being yep. just like numbers left to right and, and artist names and crap like that. We got that, a nice little, little picture graph here, Chris. We got a graph, I like, right? I, I like graphs. And what's cool is that they've got it all like color coded, right? Yep. And you can see how huge on-demand audio streams are. I, like I'm, it is, th this is this is this is blowing my mind right uh so just so you me, guys know like I, we're looking at this thing and i'm sure you wish you could probably see it too i will yeah. definitely post a link to this it's an online thing on nilson.com um i will post it in the show notes once this goes live um it'll be up this coming monday um so once it goes up and, and everything's there you guys will have access to this but yeah the, yeah it really is and i would highly recommend taking a, a quick peek at it because it doesn't it's staggering it's 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 really staggering the the just the numbers that are thrown around i mean this is like i can't even wrap my brain around these numbers like yeah. trying to conceptualize one billion people streaming yeah something is it's crazy it's crazy but yeah i was unaware of the on-demand i'm assuming it has got to be chris it's got to be the spotify's the, yeah it's got to be the apple the, musics the, the Spotify's. Apple musics. i think on-demand means that literally means that you can as a user you can demand what you listen to so instead of saying here's what you get which is like you know over the air radio you right. can say no i want to hear this instead i want to hear this genre i want to hear this artist or i want to hear this song um, and so, yeah, that shows you right there that streaming is the dominating way of consuming all 
music now. It is. I mean, it's, it's whether that it's be a, whether that be just just plain audio or video. Like you're still capturing. Yeah. So it's that streaming component is it is the end all be all. Yeah. So that's 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 what you have to do out there, kids. If you're listening and you're trying to be a rock band or a, a hip hop artist or a uh, if you're trying to be a jazz artist, don't do it because you're not going to yeah. sell anything. Yeah. The jazz numbers are pretty sad. You guys will see um, that. But you have got to get some sort of way of getting yourself streamed. Yes, absolutely. You know, um, get, get your content on the internet yep. and that's, what's going to break you out. Honestly, yep. it ain't, it ain't going to be anybody in Nashville. Um, it's going to be your, uh, your likes and views and your streams. That's it. It's totally it. Let's leave them with this. The, the thing before we move on to our, our song of the week or no, it's not song of the week. It's what makes this song great. John has picked yes. out a great song for us. The last, the last things here that we'll, we'll steer from digital is there's a section on here that they track vinyl sales. Yep. And so they, they list the top 10 vinyl albums. So these obviously weren't streams. These were purchased albums. Number one, Queen, Bohemian Rhapsody. Number two, Queen, Greatest Hits. Billie Eilish is on here, which is so surprising. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, but the, the remainder is amazing. Beatles, Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon, Bob Marley, Fleetwood Mac, Rumors, Michael Jackson, Thriller. Like, amazing. Like, you know, all this music that is timeless, you know, it's still selling you know, the number they posted was 7.7 million vinyl album sales. Yeah. And actually, so Billie Eilish, kudos to you, girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what she's doing, but she does something right. You know, whoever your people are, (laughs) uh, you need to continue to pay them because they're steering you in the right path. They're spreading your brand out appropriately amongst the uh the co- the musical cosmos if you will chris that's my big word for the day musical cosmos musical cosmos that sounds like a so good sounds like a good title just for a, our... <laughs> just just to you're right musical cosmos but just to put yourself in the same uh charts as queen and pink floyd and the beatles that's pretty good you're that's doing good. something and her name appears there right? twice i mean correct you know, i mean you got queen there twice and you got her name there twice it's like whoa okay yeah, yeah something, something, it, something's happening there. It's good. Something's happening. And, and, and the other thing I think it's telling, too, if, if you scroll back up and look at the uh, list, it had the top five uh, artists in the genre. Mm-hmm. And two of the bands that were in the top five uh, were Queen and the Beatles. Unbelievable. Right? There you go. Queen and the Beatles. So uh, just goes to kind of show you um, – you know, if you if you keep yourself relevant in the digital world, you, you that's you know that's the key right yep. now is, it is you know all about streams, man, on demand and streams. That's it. Well, guys, like I said, I'll have that. Uh, I'll put, I'll post that link up in the in the description. Uh, make sure you guys will be able to check it out. Um, it's a staggering number. It's really cool to kind of get a snapshot of what music's doing in our day and age. Um, so we'll move on to our our, our not so new but but new most new segment called uh, 
the mostest the, newest the mostest newest, newest segment is that a word <laughs> no probably not <laughs> Uh, what makes that song great? We've been able to feature some really cool songs so far, and we've we've gotten ourselves out of the 80s. We, we stayed in the 80s for like four or five episodes, I think. Yeah, we did a lot of 80s stuff. That's just kind of where our wheelhouse is. It's, but... it's the, the fitting thing. But John brought this song to us uh, for, for you guys today uh, by a band that when, when John and I were on the road, he actually played. Uh, this stuff for me and I had totally forgot about it he plays I was like oh you remember and I was like I don't remember and then he he went through a few songs I was like oh yeah yeah I do remember really awesome stuff yeah um, so so t- yeah, tell me about that, it John so I got turned on to this uh, particular gentleman and his band uh, that he was in called Big Wreck mm-hmm. uh, back in 2008 and I was just floored so um, the band Big Wreck broke up um and he can't. He came out with some solo. Uh, his first solo record in 2002, mm-hmm. called "Come Again." And the name of the song uh, that is, uh, what makes this song great is yeah. "So Far So Good." So far, so good. From the album "Come Again." From right? the album and, and, "Come Again." And just so we're really clear, the guy's name is Thornley. Is that right? Correct. That's yeah, that's, yeah. that's 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 the name of the band. I got or his artist name he was going by his real his full god-given name is uh ian thornley ian thornley um, okay um and if you are all for all you guitar players out there he is on instagram and has a kick-ass instagram uh feed just constantly just shredding and playing and go check out ian thornley on his instagram but yeah uh just he he has a very Chris Cornell type of vocal approach. Yeah. Um, can't go wrong with that. Uh, you know, just just ungodly range. Um, and the other thing that pisses me off is he's like a guitar virtuoso. <laughs> I mean, just literally is an. I mean, just a he's he, he's he's a virtuoso on the guitar, no doubt about it. So enough of the man crushing. Uh, so far, so good. Guess what? It starts off with a awesome guitar riff. Of course it does. Of course it does, right? <laughs> of course. So it starts off with this just nasty, fuzzy, amp about to blow up, fuzz tone guitar riff. Yep. And then the drums come in with a little drum fill, and it's off you go. And then juxtapose that with a just beautiful verse melody that you would not see coming. It's very curveball, uh, melodic idea for the verse uh, i would say would you not agree with that chris totally would agree with that yeah it's it's the way they set it up is amazing because you got obviously you have to listen to it but it is definitely a, a big contrast that happens but it, it's it fits so perfectly it really does um and i'm a sucker for that you know just you know really good well thought out uh verse lyrics uh the harmonic uh structure is super just it's gorgeous it's not some you know uh just thrown together rock song it's got a lot of substance to it lots of great guitars sounds and tones just um just a palette uh of of guitar thickness and chewiness and it's just really good um lots of different things going on uh guitar wise I, i can't imagine how many guitars he tracked for that song probably a lot but 
You know what kind of freaks me out too is he kind of looks like Chris Cornell. He does. <laughs> it's he like, really what, does. What is happening man. here? He really yeah. does. And if you go and look at some of his earlier like headshots and stuff, man, like they're you obviously he was totally influenced by him for sure. Yeah. Um, and they do. They 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 look a lot alike. It's it's scary, and they sound a lot alike too, man. It's yeah. it's uh. It's like they were almost I did, cut from it, the same it, sack. Yeah, they they <laughs> were they really were. Uh, but that record came out in 2004, I believe. Um, and um, the next uh, Thornley record didn't come out till 2009. And now he's Big Rex back together, so they're doing their thing. Uh, but the, the the song is just killer guitar riff on the intro, uh, the drum fill that brings it in and it juxtaposed with this really harmonically rich verse uh, with a lot of layered guitars with a super fat, thick chorus. Yeah, just the way rock music's supposed to be. Yeah, totally right? agree. Yeah, it's it's as soon as John started playing it, I was like, man, this, it's just so infectious. You know what I mean? It, it, and, it and, is. And well, the whole record is like that. It's it's. um. From start to finish, man, I listened to that record uh, when I first got turned on to him in 2008. Man, I probably listened to that record for three weeks, just straight, just nonstop. That's great, nonstop, man. It was just very inspiring. Um, so definitely check out the um, Thornley. Check out his band Big Wreck too. Uh, the Big Wreck stuff is kick ass. Uh, but this record in particular, uh, Come Again is um just the way it's recorded um i i'll have to get my info together on to see who produced that record i want to say it was gavin brown that produced that record uh, but just the sonic fidelity from that record is uh i'm looking it so up right chewy, now chewy man like i want to look, look it up and see who who produced it um, I, I think it was i think it was gavin brown um but I just did everything, the way the drums were recorded, the bass, the vocals, everything was just just a good sounding record. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, you and I probably can can agree on this when we're when we listen to new stuff now. Uh, that's that's one of the components that we're listening for is the production value. Like, how does everything sound in the mix? Right. You know, um, because that's part of the ins- inspiration is the the fidelity of the of the project you're listening to. So um, that was one of those records that just the 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 sound quality from it was just it w- it was super inspiring, man. It really was. Um, uh, so anyway, back around to um, Thornley. Everybody, go check him out. Uh, go look up his Instagram. It's Ian Thornley. Uh, if you just type in uh, Ian I. I A N Thornley, uh, he'll he'll come up, and he's got so much good content that he puts up. Yeah. Uh, but but check out the record. Um, come again, 2004, Ian Thornley solo stuff. Um, it is a killer song, and the whole record is good. So go check it out, and let me know what you think about it. Uh, give us some um, if there's some other songs on there that you guys dig and maybe you want us to kind of uh, chop up a little bit let us know we'd love to do it yeah man for sure um, got the producer in here who would you say his name was I think it's Gavin Brown yeah, yeah it? Gavin Brown they say that he was he was composer as well producer composer and he's also credited with not just producer but audio production which is 
interesting. I guess he was actually there to manipulate some of that stuff. So, so that guy I may mean, be responsible it, for the way the album truly sounds. It, it's just the, the, the fidelity. Like it's just, a, it's such a pleasure listening to that. Everything is mixed beautifully on that record. Yep. Uh, really, really enjoy that. Yep. Amazing stuff. Guys, give yep. it a listen. Um, John, I think that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Yeah, man, we've, we're 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 back on uh, back on our regularly scheduled programming at least uh, at least this week. Yeah, we'll I see think what we'll life able, does to us. Yeah, we'll see what life. You know, no more house moving or selling of houses or anything like that. So yes, um, we are excited to get back on this podcasting train. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Yeah, man. Um, uh, just you know, uh, Chris is going to put the link. Um, please go look at this report. It's really neat. It's really, uh, it'll, it'll blow your mind that these numbers, man, it's crazy. It is crazy. Guys, give it a look. Thanks for all the feedback. Thanks for all the listens, the downloads, the support. We appreciate you guys. And and we're, uh, we're looking forward to 30 more episodes, John. Absolutely. We are just getting started, my friend. That's that's true, man. Guys, we're going to get out of here and we'll see y'all next week. We are out.